0: Oh my God, hello. Welcome to Disney Adult, yet another dime a dozen Disney podcast. I am your host, Devin Henderson, a Chicago based improviser, writer, and sketch comedian. Um, Each week, some of my fellow friends and comedians will be swinging by as we re watch, review, and even roast a Disney movie from the perspective of full grown ass adults who love Disney. Uh, This is our first episode! Uh, I can't believe it. I mean, it's currently June 2021, and we're finally seeing some hope that this pandemic could come to an end. Um, You know, a little bit of hope. I'm not not fully bought in. But um, for the last year and a half, none of us have really been able to perform. We've been stuck inside, some of us doing Zoom shows, but most of us went from being creative and performing seven days a week down to sitting in our apartments getting high and watching tv uh not to be too serious but i mean i can speak for myself at least when i say that the last year has been exhaustingly terrifying nothing seems to make sense we had no idea like what the future would look like and i have learned a few things first being that i cannot be creative if every day i wake up thinking is this the day i flee the country um and also two that i love disney i watch so much disney stuff over the pandemic uh all these Disney-owned properties, whether it was Disney, Pixar, Marvel, even Star Wars, um, and I realized that, or I just realized that while some might think loving Disney as an adult is embarrassing or choogy, because yes, in the pandemic we have discovered a new word to describe the incredibly specific level of embarrassment that comes with loving Disney as a 30-year-old, but I don't give a shit. i love disney uh it is pure joy to me i grew up really poor and we were we weren't really able to go on vacation sometimes we'd go on a vacation that just included us driving eight hours to visit some relatives and while i loved visiting the relatives i was like you were selling me a vacation this is a family reunion they, those are two separate things but my parents did i was able to go to disney probably like uh three times growing up uh for different reasons um sometimes with a school trip, sometimes with a family trip and each time it was it was pure magic um, especially for a kid who grew up poor it was it was truly a, an incredibly immersive experience and and my love for Disney World is also a major part of my love for Disney as a whole um, Also I have to say as an adult and an artist artists love Disney if you have gone to the parks even Universal Studios I mean it's one of the few places in the world where you can see all different types of art and artistry brought together for one cohesive experience from the, the sculpting and architecture of the various parts in the park, from the lighting design for the shows, from the, uh, the performers that work in the parks, from the audio and visual technicians that work on all of these shows, as well as the video. I mean, it's truly, and you, you just stand in awe of, of what they're able to do. Um, My husband and I went to Disney World on our honeymoon in October 2019. I know, shut up. Uh, And my husband and I went to... When we went, we spent the entire time really truly being inspired by how can we uplift our own art? How can we make ourselves better from being inspired by this experience? How can we increase the production value of the own shows we produce? How can we increase the uh, the attention to detail to make people feel like they're truly, our show is something special. Um, and we took all of that creative energy. We came home, we hit the ground running, and then a global pandemic shut down everything and destroyed comedy as a whole. <laughs> so you live and you learn, you live and you learn. However, I mean, it, it's truly inspiring. And I love Disney. Um, are they able to, you know outdo everybody because they are part of a large corporate conglomerate that outspends all of its competitors? Yes is it my job to single-handedly fix every problem in the world? No. So when it comes to Disney in my house, we're going to continue standing. Thank you very much. Okay. This season, we will be going through the Disney Renaissance age. Um, these are the the string of Disney movies that were released in the nineties that really solidified Disney as the apex for animation at the time. Um, it was truly Hit after hit, banger after banger, Um, and it's one of the major reasons that an entire generation, our generation of millennials, are lifelong Disney fans. I mean, they were the soundtracks of our childhood. I mean, truly, 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 um, both literally and figuratively, the soundtrack to growing up in the 90s. And if you're Gen Z and you're listening to this and you're rolling your eyes, you know, give us a fucking break. You guys are online jerking off to Shrek and Ice Age all day. We, we are not that different, okay? Um, and we are going to kick off this season, our first entry into the Disney Renaissance Age with The Little Mermaid, um, released in 1989. I only felt like this could be done by bringing in two of my favorite people in the entire world. Who are also true Disney lovers? My husband, writer and comedian Andy Mahalik, and my best friend, comedy partner, improviser, writer, actress, dog mom, Sarah Blant. So without further ado, let us talk about the Little Damn Mermaid. Okay. <laughs> For being here yet again, Um, I'm here with uh, Andy Mahalik and Sarah Blance, two of my um, uh, two of the closest people in my entire entire life. We are recording this for a second time (laughs) 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 because I did fuck up the audio, and our last one was very very good. (laughs) Just to set the expectations as high as they possibly can be, so high, and not for the audience, for you two. Great.
1: No, I feel great. (laughs) For sure. I feel so energized by this.
0: So we're going to be talking a little bit about The um, the Little Mermaid. And I forget the last time that we talked about this. But let's start with, um, one, how did we like it? The Watching it as an adult.
1: I felt very frustrated the entire time. Okay, there's a lot of frustration. <laughs> but cinematically, a masterpiece. A masterpiece.
0: Andy? I couldn't remember if I ever saw this as a kid. So I think it was fine. That was my next question is, did you have a relationship with this movie as a kid? I did not have a relationship with this movie as a kid outside of just knowing who Ariel was.
1: I did, but I more had a relationship with the premise of the movie because it's all Mm -hmm. about how she's like, I may be young, but like, I know what I want. And my dad is holding me back. (laughs) 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 So I really related to that.
2: Babe? I knew a lot of people who loved this movie, and I watched the TV show when we got the Disney channel, which was a big moment in my childhood, but I did like the movie. I thought it
0: was good. It was, I did think it was good, and and this is, like, the first movie, um, well, first of all, this is the first episode of this podcast, so thank you all for listening. We are, uh, going through the Renaissance era of Disney, which is essentially all of the movies that we watched as kids that put Disney back on the map as far as, like, a force to be reckoned. (laughs) I'm going to be reading the plot for every episode off of Wikipedia, so if there's something inaccurate, I'm not saying it, Wikipedia is, um, Ariel, a 16-year-old mermaid princess dissatisfied with her underwater (laughs) life in the kingdom of Atlantica, a fantasy kingdom in the Atlantic Ocean, she is fascinated by the human world. With her best friend Flounder, Ariel collects human artifacts in her grotto and visits Scuttle, a seagull, who offers inaccurate knowledge of human culture. Can we stop right there? We absolutely can. 16 years old. Yeah. 16 years old? It is. I don't know if it's because we're getting... Well, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> I'm getting older. Um, <laughs> We're not. And I'm the
1: oldest person here. <laughs> well,
0: I if something came out like within my lifetime, it doesn't feel that long ago. Yeah. But in reality, mm. I guess this movie is like uh, 30 years old, over thirty wow. years old. And the idea of us all wishing that a sixteen year old would get married seems criminal at this point. Sure
1: at every point but i think now we're all yeah. kind of getting on the same page But
0: like about sort of it. like like when we were growing up like Britney Spears was 16 and people right, were really sexualizing her. Right, but we thought she was so her.
1: grown up, right? Cuz we, we were young th- too.
0: Because we were young. And then like now i look back and i'm like if a 16-year-old did that now and i'm the adult in the room,
1: absolutely not. I'd be
0: like what are we talking about here?
2: <laughs> right. We are we're we're King Triton.
0: Also um Andy Uh, Had a really, had a guess as to who Scuttle was voiced by. (laughs) The seagull. The seagull, which was Rosie O'Donnell. Correct. Because, not because Scuttle sounds like Rosie O'Donnell, but because Scuttle feels like Rosie O'Donnell. He
1: has the energy of Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) The
0: essence is captured. So Ariel ignores the warnings of her father, King Triton, the ruler of Atlantica, and Sebastian, a crab who serves as uh, Triton's advisor and court court composer Sebastian. oh that's right which is ariel's entire family is singing with a backup orchestra to like i guess introduce her to the dating world or something
1: right i was thinking the very like very bridgeport 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 <laughs> bridgerton bridgerton,
0: bridgerton <laughs> very bridgerton <laughs>
1: But anyway, it's like they have that whole season thing where like the youngest daughter, the next one in line is like put out like trotting on around display. like a new car. Yeah.
0: How fucking weird. And they open up the the shell and Ariel is not there <gasps> because yes. Ariel is finding human artifacts and she's like.
1: Right. She's busy looking for forks and shit.
2: Where's the stage manager?
0: It's <laughs> Sebastian.
2: Like, who closed the shell without her in it? I, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Someone would that.
0: Uh, one night, Ariel and Flounder and an unwilling Sebastian traveled to the ocean surface to watch the celebration of Prince Eric's birthday on a ship.
1: Now, hold on a second. Let's stop here. Sebastian was supposed to be British, right?
0: Exactly. But whenever the composers started... Um, Uh, reworking this film because something we learned in the first time we did the podcast, which I don't have the information in front of me, so it's going to miss this episode of the podcast, (laughs) was this movie was originally like, the the idea for this was shopped around in like the 60s and they put it on a back burner. And then in 1989, they reworked it. They introduced it following the musical storytelling format (laughs) and using musical type songs that tell the story and then in that process they decided that Sebastian should be a Jamaican crab as opposed to an like an English crab. Could you imagine how different
1: the movie would have been?
0: It would be so boring. (laughs) I agree. Don't you agree? Like it
1: your father's going to be so there, mad at that's me. The thing.
0: <laughs> There's already so many like crusty British white people in this movie right. that like then for the crab to also be crusty and British.
1: I'd want him to be like Cockney, though. Oh, he would have with to be like a monocle Cockney. and like one of those British hats.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> as a kid watching this, Sebastian was like the best character. Oh, oh,
0: for sure. Hands down. I don't even remember Flounder. I do. Are you
1: kidding me? I love Flounder. (laughs) He's cute. I have a crush on Flounder. He's
0: cute. Okay, well... That's excessive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? We don't, we can't have crushes on cartoon you fish. You absolutely
0: can, but they better have a personality like Sebastian. But he's so
1: nice. He's like he like He, he is. Would love you unconditionally. When we watched
0: this together, which by the way, I will disclose, I was a little high when we watched this, and when we watched this together, we were like, "Flounder is the BFF you need."
2: Friend For zone. Sure. Friend he zoned is the one to the max. in
0: your corner. He but will she, go to the surface for you. He is he will? right.
2: But look, he's swimming right next to her, and she is swimming away. She swim. She wants other things, and he's like, "Hey, your bottom half is fish,
1: right? What so is mine?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when she goes to the surface, they see Prince Eric for the first time,
1: and the fine, the,
0: fine <laughs> as. Hell. Like if
1: like I don't know where my type came from. I do have a type, but like somewhere in there, Prince is Eric Prince is kind Eric. of
0: like the epitome of your type.
1: Yeah, Tall, right. If it all went right, dark
0: hair. If, <laughs> <laughs> if it all went. Right.
1: If I could get it to all go right, <laughs> but you, I think you
0: usually get you usually get eight out of ten
1: at least <laughs> at least
0: eight qualities out of ten. I've never met anyone that didn't say like Eric was.
2: The Stop, most, I'm
1: special.
3: The most <laughs> attractive.
0: Yeah. I will say that you are correct. Everybody does like sort of fun over Prince Eric. And as somebody who didn't watch this growing up, he is, as an adult, I'm attracted to this yeah. cartoon. Yeah. He's got it going on.
1: I've had a boner for basically my entire life. No, I say all that to say,
0: I hope he's not 16 like Ariel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which, but, but if he's not, that means he's much older. It's a lose-lose
2: exactly. for sure.
0: All right, so after the... um. After Ariel falls in love with Eric just by seeing him on a boat during his birthday party, I would too. I would too.
1: Uh, I did.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I have it for the gay butler. (laughs) The elderly gay butler. Herbie, get down. (laughs) Babe, we need your help. (laughs) Babe, for the the integrity of the podcast, Herbie is climbing all over Sarah. (laughs) Babe, I'm not kidding. Get up.
3: (laughs) <laughs> I <love you> too. <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs> Babe, <laughs> what am I supposed to? Do? You have to pull him off. Get down, Herb. Come here. Come here. Come here. There we go. There we go. Sit. Good boy. Oh. Where were we? I don't know. I'm we have to. <laughs> okay, we have to give ourselves some. Uh, hold on. <laughs> oh, it's <a> good point. <laughs> <laughs> so in the middle of, so, so we get the birthday and then. A fucking storm comes out of nowhere. No way, absolutely nowhere. In a hurricane storm. They're riding a tsunami tidal.
1: tsunami storm. It's like fucking huge. It's
0: insane. It's the biggest thing I've ever seen, and it comes <laughs> out of nowhere. And you know it's coming because one of the um one of the crew members says,
1: "Hurricane a coming." <laughs> <laughs> hurricane, what's it doing?
0: It's coming. It's a
1: coming. And then when it's over, hurricane a going.
0: Once Ariel falls in love with him. Um, uh,
1: immediately, by the way.
0: Immediately. The the storm happens. The boat catches on fire. Prince Eric saves the dog because he is a dreamboat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he jumps off or he like falls. The ship explodes and he falls into the water. Ariel saves him, swims him to shore and sings him back to life, essentially. Yeah. And right. then all he sees is her um, standing over him singing. And then she like flops back, back into the, <laughs> into
3: the water.
1: <laughs> Very, she slides back in. I we have
0: like. to assume that something's, but it's not graceful. I think she does like an elbow army crawl. like, huh, 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 huh. And wouldn't there be like a, like have, if you've ever touched a fish, they are slimy. Oh. There's like a something. And I don't know if that's scales wet feel like that or what, but I would imagine in this, th- if I get up and I'm like, Where'd she go? And there's like a sludgy, slimy trail to the, mm, to the like shore. Like an oil slick, like a whale. <laughs> so. Fascinated by the memory of her voice, Eric vows to find the girl who saved him and sang to him. And Ariel vows to find a way to join him in his world. Discovering a change in Ariel's behavior, Triton questions Sebastian about her behavior and learns of her love of Eric. An outraged Triton travels to Ariel's grotto, which is essentially her apartment where she keeps all of this sea junk she picks up. And um, goes on a full rage rampage and... Lasers everything to explode. Yeah. So let's take a moment to talk about Triton. Am I correct in assuming Triton is hotter than Prince Eric? Ooh, great question. Uh, so that's a I, no from
2: Sarah. Well
1: not no.
2: <laughs> I think it's the fin for me. So
1: here's that my a, thing Eric's hot. Of course. But I don't like, he doesn't have all the experience that Triton has. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's might still be a little. Okay. But Triton. Maybe there's like a little fuckery. Does
2: have some anger issues.
1: Anger kind of turns me on. (laughs) I'm working through with my therapist.
0: (laughs) Those are much more intellectual um, sort of decisions that you two are having. Mine are literally just (laughs) Triton's muscles are bigger. He's got bigger bigger.
1: bigger muscles. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: His hands are like, could like. Fucking dunk me yeah, through a okay. basketball yeah. Yeah.
2: If it's just that, then yeah, Triton. Like yeah. there is a Triton. It doesn't there's have to like be. a. It be
3: different
1: no, you. if it was just physical for me, it would be Eric. But
2: there's like a big um, statue at Disney World of King Triton outside the ride that I'm more attracted to than any like actor playing Eric at Disney World. Any. I just real want human. to
1: point out that. Earlier, I said I was attracted to a cartoon fish and you got on my shit. You're telling me you're attracted to a statue? It's
0: a beautiful... You should see it. <laughs> um. So then after uh, after her whole grotto blows up and... and
1: yeah, I didn't appreciate that. A lot
0: of roid rage. Yeah. Um. And also it's like, don't fuck up my shit. Like, this is the first time you hear of this and your first instinct is to like... Destroy my destroy property? Destroy my whole apartment. <laughs> what? Excuse
1: me? Like, do you want to maybe talk about it?
0: But no, you had to blow up my whole, my um, flankle dinker and my dingle hopper, my, my stupid grouper.
1: My hopes and dreams. It's not like I could go to
0: the store and get that stuff. I have to wait until somebody pollutes the ocean again.
1: And I almost always get chased by a shark on the way home.
0: Uh, yeah, a Republican looking shark. We, <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about this though. There is a philosophical question to be asked here because... King Triton does not want Ariel to go to the surface because he thinks humans are so awful. And I got to say. Kind of agree. Not wrong. He's not wrong. He has. She is 16 years old. She does not have a lot of life experience. And we as humans fucking suck. Right. Let's
2: imagine all the things we would do to this poor mermaid. Right. Put her on display. Murder
0: her. Oh, yeah. Cut her open and she'd be experimented on. Correct. So he's not wrong. The, we also have a couple of musical numbers that we get to before we're introduced to Ursula. Um, we do. We didn't talk about uh, the uh, "I Want to Be Where the People Are" part oh, of your right. world sequence. Okay. When we saw the part of your world sequence, it was gorgeous. Yeah, I, th- I remember thinking this is why this movie restarted this Renaissance. Like
1: I felt beautiful. like I was swimming too. Yeah. Yes,
0: beautiful, beautiful music written by Alan Menken. Beautiful, beautifully shot. The whole movie's very
2: um, karaoke-friendly. Oh, a, a
0: million percent. Part of Your World,
2: Under the Sea. Speaking of karaoke, Under Kiss the Sea. Kiss the Girl. Poor Unfortunate Souls.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I will okay, say okay. Part of Your World really resonated with me as a child, because I always felt like an outcast, yeah. and I was like, I get that. I get just, like, wanting to be normal, or what everyone thinks oh, is normal percent. or whatever. But now I'm an adult, and I'm like, fuck them. Yeah. Like, fuck that.
0: Now, now I r- more relate to under the sea, but instead of the sea, it's my in my own apartment. Why do yeah. I want to go outside?
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm going
0: to be on the plate, as Sebastian says.
1: You going to get ate? <laughs>
0: you come in you my house, in this, you going to get eight. <laughs> you go in the ocean, you're in the shark's house.
1: You going to get eight
0: Peas on peas, the plate. <laughs> peas in my house, they on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> so after um, uh, Triton fucks up her whole apartment, she does see like a little an um, an opportunity to join Prince Eric, as I guess his princess in the human world through Ursula. Now, Ursula is fucking scary, Ooh. terrifying, chills. Do not fuck with this bitch. Yes. she knows what's going yeah. on. Her two sidekicks, Flotsam and Jetsam, which by <laughs> the way felt like a direct insult to the two of us. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, here we are.
1: I'm definitely Flotsam.
0: Andy is is Ursula. Thank you. I'm Jetsam. You're Flotsam. (laughs) Andy's like, go figure it out. And we're like... (laughs) 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 Hey. hey. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> We're like over that. Ooh, we got to get her. Oh, she's going to get it so good. <laughs> my babies <laughs> And essentially Ursula said <laughs> my baby. <laughs> essentially ursa makes a deal with Ariel to transform her into human for 3 days in exchange for Ariel's voice, which Ursula puts in a, um, a little conch shell. A little conch shell. And within the 3 days, Ariel must receive the kiss of true love from Eric. Without being able to talk to him. And if Ariel gets Eric to kiss her, she will remain a human permanently. Otherwise, she will transform form back into a mermaid and belong to Ursula.
1: Talk about a deadline.
0: That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of pressure to fall in, in love very, very quickly with someone you, you barely feasibly, know. Feasibly,
1: in the real world, if this was a thing, if you made a deal with a witch, as we do, <laughs> she was like, you have three days to get true love's kiss. And you, do you think that could happen? Under no
0: circumstances. Uh, I
2: disagree. I think when you're 16 years old, you think if someone's like, uh, you got to get him to kiss you, but you can't talk to him. Three days, I think at 16, you're like, But I can does do the kiss
1: have to be authentically true love's kiss? Like, who, first yeah. of all, who decides that it's just like a magical thing? I couldn't like get
0: someone to kiss me for 21 years.
2: That's always been my question, Sarah. In <laughs> every story, who decides that it's a true love kiss? Right? I always it just wondered that.
1: Like, you, is it just like a, magic an energy, knows. a feeling? What or? is true
0: love? Magic,
1: because like you can think you're in love, sure,
0: love is magic okay, Love is someone really in believes your
1: brain. in this. <laughs> Love is science.
0: But yeah, it's so much pressure. But, but it's a like, magical go to the surface science. and get kissed in three days. Drew loves kiss, but you can't talk.
1: The First of all, I'm already sweating.
2: <laughs> but she's mad at her dad, and we also all know, as teenagers with that angst, when your parents push you off, you're like, okay, auntie.
1: Yeah, fuck you, I'm gonna do.
0: You know what I just realized? Hmm. In certain states, in the United States it is legal to get married at 16. I like... The age of consent is like 16.
1: I'm 32 and still like, I don't know I about s- that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm 32 and I'm like, I don't think I should be making my own decisions. Yeah.
1: I'm like, who should... I? Probably not. I have
0: we That's why we have a group of friends. As right. we say, before I go down this path, is there something I'm missing? <laughs> Usually
1: I'm missing several things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Usually I'm missing the path. The entire,
1: <laughs> yeah. I've forged my own and it's not a good one. <laughs>
0: it's not a good one, I'm hacking through shrubbery with yeah. a machete. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dating life.
1: One thousand percent.
0: Um, so she does take the deal.
1: A little too quickly. <laughs> a
0: little too quickly. Like, so, yeah,
1: that's no problem. I could do that. Yeah, I could fake whatever. And then
0: uh, Ursula immediately who has been popping a live shrimp in her mouth this whole movie. Waves of magic, like, incantation or whatever, and she starts, one, her fin is immediately gone, and she has human legs, and she's at the bottom of the fucking ocean, Mm -hmm. and she has to swim to the top. Now, we all commented on this. When she (laughs) breaches, like a whale. She
1: breaches the water.
0: She's completely naked and the way it's animated is truly uncomfortable for her being a 16-year-old. It's year old yes. slow
1: motion. They they somehow managed to make her glisten.
0: Yeah. And they're the fully silhouette. Chi- the, the shot is from the top of her head down to like the beginning of her vagina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. And then she washes up onto shore where she um gathers like a sail and some pieces of the wrecked ship to fashion a dress and prince eric and his gay butler find her on the beach they bring her into the house or into the castle i guess and they start to treat her to dinner and um so one we get to see her in the big pink dress two she looks down to what we know as a fork, she knows as a dinglehopper. Because of Rosie O'Donnell. Because Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> told her to brush her hair with it. Mm-hmm. And what does this girl
1: do? She starts brushing her hair at the dinner table with a fork. <laughs> Immediately. In front of royalty. Well, I guess technically she's royalty too, but... Yeah. Just her better Lord. be happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, Prince Eric just has ball gowns.
1: Right? Yep. Well, just hanging has a gay out. butler. <laughs> hey!
0: <laughs> Uh, The next day, Ariel um, just, wait, wait, wait. I'm skipping ahead. I'm skipping ahead. Uh I think Triton comes,
2: he figures out what's going on, right?
0: No, because Ariel spends time with Eric. And then at the end of the second day, they almost kiss, but are thwarted by Flotsam and Jetsam. So this is when they're uh, on the boat. Oh, Kiss the Girl. Kiss the Girl happens, which you both love that song. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing.
1: And I just feel like sometimes I want to sing it. Yeah, I
2: do sing it. (laughs) I do. (laughs) That song is Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Yes. 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 I think that's where I
1: was headed. I couldn't quite get there.
0: And it's really... Oh, this was something also very interesting. The person singing the song is is Sebastian. Yes. Who's fully singing it to a human Prince Eric and Prince Eric's like, "Where is that voice coming from?" Right. <laughs> he's like in the bush. and like the bushes are singing to me. I guess this makes sense.
1: Now who's the crazy one?
0: Literally. And I think we're supposed to believe that like he's so in love with her he just assumes it's it's part of what's happening to him. Um but it is fully a crab sitting in the middle of some seaweed singing.
3: Kiss the girl. It's beautiful.
0: Um, so then that doesn't work. And then the next morning she wakes up um, and she comes downstairs and sees that Prince Eric, in a zombie like state, is standing with some random woman we've never seen before and that they're going to get married later this afternoon.
1: Is her name Katie?
0: Her name is Vanessa. Vanessa. Right? Um, Which is very clear. One, nobody mm-hmm. in the castle knows, can tell at all that. Prince Eric is like not
1: himself, right? And she just like showed up, and no one's like, "This is weird."
0: They're like, "Well, at least it's not the fork girl." Lisa's <laughs> <laughs> not that girl upstairs combing her hair with utensils. Could be worse. Um. Uh, and then afterwards, so Scuttle discovers Vanessa's true identity is Ursula, and then he informs Ariel, bitch. who immediately per um who immediately pursues the wedding barge is what is written in wikipedia uh sebastian informs triton and scuttle disrupts the wedding with the help of various sea animals this something I, i've been noticing as i've been rewatching these movies this is now in the two movies i've watched this week this is the second scene where a barrage of side characters attack people yeah. And it's funny every time. (laughs) It's
2: that every time. That is for sure a Disney trope.
0: Holy bananas! There are like dolphins diving out of the water to like,
1: (laughs) 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 you know what I mean? And it's like no questions asked. Scuttle goes by and is like, "Hey, we got a thing." They're like, "We're coming!" Like
3: they
0: grab baseball bats, right? They're (laughs) like like swinging swinging a chain.
1: (laughs) Say no more. We're on our way. Uh, like, don't even, like, they just drop what they're doing. And they're like, oh, absolutely. yeah,
2: sure. What else are they doing,
0: you know? Yeah. Hanging out on the Hanging rocks. Out? It was, and it's so, Do you, did you guys think it was as funny as I thought it was? Yeah. Yes. That's funny. Oh, my God. We were, cr- I was cracking up. And I couldn't tell, am I high that this is this funny? Or Both. is this just this funny? Both. So when they break up the wedding, um, Ursula gets pissed and rips
2: out of her own flesh.
0: That is right. Realizing that Ariel is the girl who saved his life, Eric rushes over to kiss her, but then the sun sets, right?
1: How embarrassing. Wait, maybe I missed
0: something. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Special form Triton, We already got that. Oh, in the chaos of the attack, uh, the, the shell around Ursula's neck is destroyed, restoring Ariel's voice and breaking Ursula's enchantment over Eric. Realizing that Ariel is the girl who saved his life, Eric rushes over to kiss her, but the sun is set and Ariel transforms back into a mermaid. Ursula then kidnaps him. When Ursula turns back into Ursula, it's once again horrifying. Super scary. Andy pointed out a moment of her crawling across the boat. Coming directly for us. Yeah. Crawling like... um, a demonic creature across the boat. And it was horrifying.
1: I got to say it compares to, for me, who I think is the scariest or the scariest villainous moment is when Cruella is in her car. This mm, is the car yeah, And she's villainous. got You to know us. what it
2: reminds me of in the movie Hocus Pocus at the end where uh Bette Midler crawls in the grass toward oh the yeah. kid <laughs> to like choke him <laughs> one more time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um Scary stuff.
1: Same energy. A million
0: percent. And for me it reminds me of that moment in um Jingle All the Way
1: <laughs> where
0: <laughs> <laughs> So um then Ursula grows like thirty-five
1: thousand times, uh, like feet thousand feet tall. This is the scariest part to Well know. that's
2: because of King Triton. And this is where my whole Poseidon theory comes oh, in. Oh, that's right, that's right, so, that's right. So may I? Please. So King Triton, Sebastian realizes like we need dad. We need him, right? Sebastian feels guilty because he initially narked on Ariel, got her little grotto destroyed. So then he like doesn't tell Triton because he feels bad for this little girl. But then shit's going down and he's like, King Triton, we need your help. King Triton goes to his sister. She's winning. She's like, cool. I'll let your little girl go, but you, I'll take you instead, daddy. And Which- he's like... Go ahead. By mm-hmm.
0: the way, is such the energy of like when kids are playing, doing something they know they shouldn't have done, and then somebody gets hurt, and there's Very always one kid much. who has to go like, oh, oh uh, I t- touched a
2: lawnmower muffler. <laughs> <laughs> She's bleeding. She's down the hill. Yeah. Get the car. We need a car. We
0: might. We need were a sled doctor. riding exactly where you told us not to. Uh,
2: Timmy's in well. <laughs> he fell in. Yeah. So, uh, but, so Go ahead. So then he being a di- So what she wants is his Triton, and what we learn in the Broadway musical of this thing that the movie doesn't provide is that this brother and sister each got a magical item from their father, Poseidon. Yeah. Right. King Triton gets half the sea and a, a trident and Ursula gets the shitty part of the sea and a little shell that is now broken. Yeah. So, um, she gets the Triton, which allows her to control the ocean, including the weather and she creates a giant storm, which led me to believe that the storm that originally broke Eric's ship is created by King Triton, potentially because his daughter missed a concert. Exactly, he got pissed. what an overreaction. <laughs> well, well, we've he's, already as he's seen prone this. To do. <laughs> so anyway, that was a long-winded story, but I felt important.
0: I do. I also thank you so much because they do. We agree. Um, and so now, Ursula is thirty thousand feet tall. There's no King Triton because he's like traded himself for Ariel. He
1: turns into a poor, unfortunate soul, <laughs> which turn is a little turd. at the bottom, <laughs> at the bottom of the sea, uh,
0: and not even a turd that can like float. It's like yeah, attached. it's stuck. It's, it's a dangler.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> what
0: are those? Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little dingleberry. A little dingleberry. 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 See Dinglehopper. hopper.
0: <laughs> 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 and then uh, Prince Eric saves the day by. Uh, commanding the ship and, and steering it so that the mast pierces hot uh, Ursula and kills her ass. Yes. Which, by the way, like, that's why Prince Eric is, you're right, that's why Prince Eric is hot. He's like, oh, <laughs> big bad guy, <laughs> big weapon. Give me on this <laughs> boat.
2: And then Ursula's just done. She's just that defeated God. so
0: easily. So, after Eric, uh, after is dead, Triton and the other polyps
1: I guess what they're called, the sea turds. Mm -hmm. That's Um, also what they use to describe cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The
0: polyps in Ursula's garden revert to their original forms. Realizing that Ariel truly loves Eric, Triton willingly changes her from a mermaid into a human permanently. Just like that. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Just like that. All he had to do
2: was ask. Must be nice. Yeah.
0: Also, there is a scene in this movie. I'm, I'm pointing it out because... We, it just came on the thing. There is a scene when Ariel is, right before she's having dinner, where Sebastian's trying to save her, and he goes into the kitchen and fully sees his whole graduating high school class <laughs> chopped up and being boiled to be eaten. I'm like, how do you, as a, a mermaid, marry somebody who eats your friend?
2: Well, let us they've also never had a conversation, right? They have a lot to figure out after this movie.
0: Yeah, like now she's a human permanently and this shit might not even stick.
1: Honestly, the second one should have just been like, they're it not working out. Looks fade,
2: you yeah. know? Looks fade.
0: Oh. So then the, essentially the movie ends with them uh, sailing off into the sunset and they're happily ever after. Um, Must be nice. Now, this is a point of the podcast where we like to play a couple little games. Um, so one of the things we like to ask is how Disney is it? One, do we have a young hero? Yes. Yes, Ariel would be our young Flounder. hero. Two
1: <laughs> I was thinking the chef
0: Two, do we have a hot dad?
1: Yeah yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Is that a Disney trope? Um, I am noticing it These are oh. things that I have put down Oh, I see That I'm, I'm tending to see if how, how often we have them Okay One, is there an absentee parent or an orphan Yes Aspect to it And absolutely, yes. we have no idea where Ariel's mother is Nope and she's had apparently nine kids, yeah, nine daughters, but we don't know where. We don't is. know
1: if they're those—they're like stepsisters no or what? Exactly. half sisters.
0: Um, two animal sidekicks. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. We have both Flounder and we have Sebastian.
1: Got to balance it out, you know.
2: And we have Rosie O'Donnell. Oh.
0: And Rosie O'Donnell. Two that's plus. That's my. We're gonna start a. Uh, uh, game on this podcast called which character is rosie o'donnell (laughs) thank you (laughs) um is there a gay villain yes yes Yes. ursula Ursula is so
2: gay she's actually modeled after a drag queen as we all know
0: yeah but she's also a lesbian drag queen. Oh, j- sure. She <laughs> gives off very oh, lesbian vibe. Yeah. yeah, of course. Right? Like at powerful least lesbian bi At least. Yes, she is. So, and by the way, the coolest fucking character in this entire.
1: Absolutely. The most interesting person. Well, and
2: she has two gay Fish. sidekicks.
1: And I know
0: that I should be offended that, I, maybe I should be offended that like all the villains are just gay. Make I them. Say more make gay. it more gay. Who the... Ugh. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Are there two idiot sidekicks for the villain? Yes. Yes. Flotsam mm-hmm. and Jetsam. Mm-hmm. Is there a magical item that sets this all into motion? Yes. yes. There's a few.
2: Mm-hmm. The Dingle Hopper. The Dingle
0: Hopper, Being the <laughs> definitely the most integral. Magical to her, anyway. And then the last one is, and I don't think this is true, but is there a horse in this? <laughs> there's that cute little seahorse. There is a seahorse. But horse. no, there's no horse. There's no horse. Oh, we also love to rate the looks. We like to go through the movie and rate the looks. So here's what we we are going to start doing, which is literally just fast-forwarding through and rating each look based on our feelings towards it. So we have Ariel's original look, which is just the classic um purple shell bra and green I I don't don't know, green fin. Scale of 1 to 10 how iconic is this look? 8 probably an 8. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I like it.
1: Okay. Out of 10, how do you like it?
2: I think it's like a 10 out of 10. I don't know how. I would have well, designed her better. Okay, I love well, her hair color. As we, say,
0: as we say multiple times, not only on this podcast, but also in our relationship, you know, you're entitled to your own opinions. You're entitled to your own feelings. It doesn't always, always
3: feel love. that way.
2: It does not always okay, well, feel that I'm way. Okay, I'm
0: saying it now. I'm saying it for legal reasons on a recording Okay, I want to go first on the next one, then. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So it's a 10 out I'm of 10 I'm still, yeah. <laughs> still here. Still here. It's a 10 out of 10. How do we feel about Ursula's look? A 10 out of 10. D- 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Her feet come up into her bodice of her...
1: <laughs> she is an standard. octogoddess.
0: Octogod... <laughs> Octomom be damned. Yeah. <laughs> Ursula's been an octogoddess. Goddess. And she has be- like a flame of white, beautiful hair. Dark drag makeup. This it's like, 11 out of 10. This like
1: beauty mark that's like... Perfect on her face with the eyeshadow and the ear. Did she have earrings? No. She should have earrings.
0: I think she does. I think she has little purple, pink somethings going on. And the shell, the magical shell necklace. We have Ariel's look when she washes up on shore and she makes a dress out of um, a sail. A sail. Okay. So here we start running into some issues.
1: <laughs> like, first of all, if she wasn't beautiful. Everyone Hot people like can
0: pull off anything. anything. That's so infuriating.
1: Yeah, let's talk more about that. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, if she weren't, first of all, if she weren't beautiful, this wouldn't
1: even be a movie. This whole story <laughs> wouldn't
0: even happen to her. Right. Combing her hair with a fork right? at the dinner table.
1: Could you imagine if someone caught me combing my hair with a they fork? They would.
0: In, they would call someone to remove you. from Yes. There
1: would be like a, a health check or something.
0: She's a danger to herself. Right. <laughs> She's putting on her chapstick with a butcher's knife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I use it as a palette. <laughs>
0: All right, so then uh, that look 2 uh, out of 10. 2 out of 10. Not right? good. Correct. Not good. And then we get to um Ariel's pink look, her pink ball gown look, which is I guess what is most associated with her her as a princess. Like she's always animated if she's not with a fin, she's with this pink dress.
1: I'll say nine.
0: You're going to go nine. nine. I'm going to go four. I'm going to give this a one out of ten. This thing looks so hideous. <laughs> but to your opinion. point,
2: it was built for a gay butler.
0: It was he's built. He's built he's and also I bet wearing he would this, be a ten out of ten on it.
2: Yeah. And he's wearing the same color at the dinner table. He's wearing the same purple as this dress. So...
0: It, but it's just... The... The puffy sleeves at the very top, I don't love. I don't love the color pink when they animated her, a color pink for her dress when she has beautiful red hair. It, Mm. like, clashes in a weird way. Um, And honestly, she should apologize for it. No, for sure. Then last but not least, oh, her kiss the... um,
1: Kiss the girl dress. Kiss the girl dress. giving that a 15 out of 10. This
0: is where it's at, babe.
2: Yeah, agreed. It's beautiful. It's got bows.
1: It's the dress. It has...
0: It's a beautiful color. It's a bit... I mean, how could you not want to kiss her?
1: Look... Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 last but not least, we have her wedding dress, which eh. I'm going to give a, a solid 6 out of 10.
1: I'll say, though, what about um, when she's transformed... At the very end, King Triton, and she, like, comes out of the sea in, like, a sparkly dress. Oh,
0: God, you said something. So there is a moment where, after all of the kerfuffle is done, she um, and Prince Triton turns her into a human. She comes out of the... the (laughs) 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 She comes out of the sea in the most beautiful sequenced sea blue dress probably
1: made of like those glowy planktons pearls
0: Mm, it's her best look it is the best look and i don't understand why that's not the one that's associated with her all the time
2: because i think that's just a magical moment dress until she's able to get some real clothes king triton's not like a fashion designer designers um her wedding dress gives me like very princess dye of the oh time my period, God, yeah. yeah. Like they, th- I, I think don't they care kind of
1: for like wedding dresses, 80s. Like
2: yeah. That. No, or
1: weddings, or men. Yeah,
2: but I think that was very 80s.
1: Honestly, though, I think that's what I would look best in. <laughs>
2: just a lot of fabric.
1: Just like, just just make the fabric poof out where I also poof out, and then you can just be like, it's the fabric. <laughs>
0: Honestly, it's like I want it to be so starchy it could stand on its own, right? and I can unzip the back and just like. Pop into it like a casket.
1: I want you to design my wedding dress. So it's one of those like Frozen type things where you like, and it's a completely different dress. It reveals off into something else. It turns. It lights on fire.
0: And when it zips off, it's a full caddy uniform. I love it. A golfer's caddy uniform.
1: And then you like toss me one of those caddy hats. And You
0: you, like in one fell swoop. It's all white. your hair and put it in. (laughs) White
1: with sequins. (laughs) Oh God!
0: All right, and then the last thing we like to talk about is the cultural impact of this movie. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we do we feel like Ariel is some a princess that people talk about all the time? Like even yeah. as adults, yeah. people have an affinity for she's her. She's
1: one of like the OGs, absolutely
0: uh, the OG. The
1: well, if we're gonna be about I would say for it, our job, yeah. well, but I mean Snow White,
0: Cinderella, Beauty. Yeah, yeah, Beauty. People, yeah,
3: yeah good, good point. Good point. I'm wrong. Knows.
0: Um, also, she, it, it has been turned into a Broadway musical that is very, very successful. Andy, one yep. of your favorites.
2: I, see my other podcast.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Andy often talks about, we'll name the actresses that, that prized all the roles. And is like, you know, um, who is, who's the Sherry Renee Scott?
2: Yes, Iconique in what Ursula.
0: You, what do you love about her portrayal of Ursula?
2: It's completely unique. She decided to research the crap out of it. Uh, and knows all of the history of Ursula being based off the Drag Queen Divine, all of these things. But Sherry Renee Scott, when she does this, she does a vaudeville vocal, flippy floppy comedic. Everything is so funny because she didn't want to scare kids. And it's so great. Oh, but wow. she's still
0: creepy as she's hell. still so
2: good. She deserves all the Tonys. I love her.
0: All right. So this is also being made into a live action film. With a lot of uh, great talent behind it, so playing the uh, playing Ariel, we have Hallie Bailey, Perfect. of Chloe and Hallie. She
1: looks like a princess.
0: Wonderful. There was like some uh, I don't want to say controversy because I think controversy should be rever- re- like reserved for when there's an actual controversy, not yeah. just like. Trolls. a bunch of white people getting
1: upset about yeah, something
0: yeah a bunch of white people being like where why can't she still be white the
1: ariel that i know is white like she's also a
0: fish <laughs> <laughs> like
1: calm <Right>. down <laughs> you her can race, get down with her being a mermaid but you can't get down with her being black
0: like that's insane that's absolutely insane and then the other thing was like well she needs to have red hair i'm like black people can have red hair <laughs> <laughs> that is a possibility um but she is beautiful and she's like it has an amazing voice. I'm very excited to see and hear her sing in it and do all that stuff. Because one of the things that we do know about Disney's live action is sometimes they do not cast somebody hit who or can miss. say <laughs> hit. Sometimes. Or sometimes they cast somebody who is uncomfortable to listen to.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure.
0: Playing Ursula is going to be Melissa McCarthy. Fine. Stupendous. Okay. Andy says fine.
1: I say fine as well.
2: Oh, I think there's a million uh, options. Who
0: else would we have cast? Or, like, just somebody you would like to have cast.
2: Uh, I would love, actually, we brought up Cher Renee Scott. She would be fine. I also agree with, like, a lot of people say in the drag community, a drag queen. Could have been Uh, drag queen. I can't disagree with that.
0: Now that I think about it, Lizzo would have made an amazing. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. There was. just
1: the power.
0: Yeah. And it could be really cool. Because, I mean. Poor, unfortunate souls is a good song. It's not my favorite
1: song. Oh my gosh! What if they like updated the songs? That's she what I could, was thinking. Lizzo could like update the
3: shit. Out when of
0: they it. did that live action, uh, whiz yeah. thing on NBC, mm-hmm. my favorite thing about it was that they updated the the sound, the the music just a little bit. Not like,
1: not crazy where not it's unrecognizable. Not crazy where it's like
0: these choices don't make sense, but just enough to like modernize it a little bit. Yep. To poor unfortunate souls is kind of perfect to have like a little lizzo player. but you know what
2: they're gonna do they're gonna do that trend which i don't hate like the mixtape right they'll have their movie but then they, they will bring in lizzo to do the mixtape version oh yeah with well, a poppy that. modern version i support that too but then sometimes it's like that could have been in the movie
0: yeah yeah aquafina is playing scuttle yeah perfect <laughs> perfect perfect Jacob Tremblay is playing Flounder.
1: Okay, he's from Wonder. Okay, good for him, and good for and him. And something, is other things. He's yeah. like a one of the up-and-comings.
0: Okay. Um, Javier Bardem is playing King Triton.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. no, I'm thinking of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, right? Yeah. I've mixed them. This is what happened last the time. Everybody
0: mixes them up, though. They're identical. I
1: think I'm more team Jeffrey Dean Morgan, okay. even though they are identical.
0: I'm more Javier by them. I also don't know that. I mean, we'll see. I'm sure he's great. They never cast anybody who's like truly awful. True, they might yeah. cast somebody who like we even make a dis- different decision with. But, um,
1: and I'm like, I I've been wrong before.
0: You know who could have also played King Triton? Um, Kurt what's Russell. His no, oh his <laughs> name is escaping me. And this is so nice. Kurt Russell, the the, uh, <laughs> the actor who everybody wants to Tom be Hanks. the first black Bond
1: idris elba
0: idris elba oh sure mostly just because he'd be shirtless oh
1: my god i think the whole cast should be black honestly.
0: why not it'd
1: be so much better why
0: not um wha- speaking of david diggs as playing sebastian oh
1: what a good choice what an
0: ama- amazing choice uh a gentleman named jonah H- howard king i've never seen him before but he is playing prince eric
1: where is he? What's, is he from like Broadway? He
0: is potentially, let's look up his IMDB. From the Disney Channel, he, was, maybe? he played Lori Lawrence in Little Women, which I still have not seen.
1: I haven't either.
0: Oh, he played Okay, he played Lori Lawrence in a TV miniseries of Little Women, but the oh. cover photo is from the the film.
1: IMDB, get on your shit. Um
0: so this would be like his quote big break. This would expose them to a much larger audience. This has also become uh, rides at Disney World, and there have been multiple sequels. There have been multiple uh, adaptations of this. Um, it's an incredibly successful way to start off the Disney Renaissance age. Oh
1: yeah!
0: Thank you both so much for being here. Um, a pleasure. We did have Chinese food that has just arrived, so we are going to <laughs> eat that. Let's dig in. Bye. 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 Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Once again, that is thetridentnetwork.com.